This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. My friends over at Exodus have some exciting news. The Exodus crew is now launching the Exodus Vault, a place to lock in significant savings in their website, ExodusOutdoorGear.com. The Exodus Vault will feature some of your favorite products or Exodus gear you haven't considered checking out. Varying from limited run products to last chance savings on customers' favorite products. Right now, the Exodus Vault features a customer favorite, the Exodus Render. You can save $95 on the Exodus Render while supplies last. Got a bunch of those things that are really, really good cameras, especially for that savings of $95. If you've been on the sidelines waiting to try and add more renders to your arsenal, this will be the best chance to save money. This will be the final opportunity to purchase the Exodus Render. This bulletproof cell camera has stood the test of time between the five-year warranty, five-year theft and damage coverage, and best-in-class customer service. The Render quickly became a favorite of thousands of trail camera enthusiasts across the country. With affordable and flexible data plans, unlimited HD image, and a no-glow flash, the render will provide critical real-time data this hashtag scrape week. Also, if you missed the lift too, the render is an excellent option to get impressive HD videos. You have the flexibility of using it as a standard camera or connected device, all backed by the five-year warranty. The Exodus team has put a lot of thought into this program. And I hope you take advantage of upgrading to the Exodus Render. Head to ExodusOutdoorGear.com and click the link in the banner to see all products offered in the vault. And lock in the steepest savings of all times while supplies last. Now is a great time to purchase the Render at the most affordable price of all time and experience the Exodus Advantage. Additional coupons cannot be used in the Exodus Vault, but to show support for the podcast, please put before the echo in the notes. Atlas talk about Osseo gear. It's a great option for whitetail hunters. They develop a premium line of bow hunting gear that will rival any other clothing on the marketing quality. Plus, you got a lifetime warranty on anything you buy from Osseo, which is pretty nice. They have a super unique camo pattern and great technology in their garments to keep you comfortable in the stand. So visit asiogear.com get you some premium hunting clothing. Got a Talk to you about Stealth Outdoors, makers of Stealth Strips. Stealth Strips really are a, a product that any hunter, whether you're a weekend warrior or a guy that hunts almost every day, really needs to take advantage of. Stuff absolutely deadens your, your gear uh, to make it essentially uh, noise-free. If you haven't checked out Stealth Strips yet, stop buying all the other crappy alternatives like the hockey tape and 
any other stuff you're trying to use to silence your gear, get the good stuff. Get Stealth Strips. Visit StealthOutdoors.com. Pick you up some Stealth Strips. All my partners are linked in the description below. Go check them out. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. How's Gary doing? I'm doing well. Gary's probably officially the uh, most most guest appearances on the show, I would imagine. <laughs> well, besides Dan. Yeah, right. Dan, yeah. Dan, yeah. Um, we, uh, we're in Indiana. Gary's at my house. He's hunting again. Yep. He tagged out early in Illinois and buzzed over to Indiana to finish off his vacation. Yep. So we thought no better time to just do a show about his Illinois buck he killed. Uh, what did you kill that now? Uh, I think the 27th or something. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Today's I've the been third. here. I've yeah, been here. Yeah. Probably was. Like four or five days I've been here now. Yep. Yeah. So you're, you're, uh, how long do you have off? I don't go back to work to like the 13th of November. <laughs> yeah. So you got a little time to. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course you're probably gonna go home before that, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. But I still have a good chance of getting a good one. They're really moving here. Oh man. Yeah. Things are, uh, it's good. Good time to be in the woods right now. Oh yeah. It's heating up. Yeah. Yeah. It is going to heat up. Like literally, I think the forecast the next couple, what, five or six days are a little warmer than what we had had, which I don't think me and Brian were uh, talking about this today. Um, I don't think it's going to, I mean, it may hinder movement a little bit, but I think they're too deep into the, into their, the rut. Yeah. If you want to say it, that I don't think it's going to stop it. I totally agree. I, I, I don't know. I just, I think mornings are just going to be the best. That's the way it's been. Cameras are showing it. Sightings are showing it. Yeah. I tell you what though, I think the best is yet to come. I don't, I think the next, maybe after, I don't know, the next few days, I think things are going to kind of, I haven't seen a bunch of deer just like sometimes when you drive down the road during the real hot time, You'll see bucks out chasing does in the fields and everything. And I haven't seen that yet here. Yeah, I haven't seen any chasing here, but Illinois, yeah. they were really chasing yeah. around there. So, yeah. And you've set enough times now where I think if they were chasing good, you would have seen absolutely. Yep. All these sits for what, four days, five yeah. days now. So, yeah, it's a time of year where time in the stand is going to pay off for <laughs> sure. For sure. I'm going to try to. Maybe go to Ohio one more time before I leave for Kansas. I leave for Kansas Friday morning. Yeah, next Friday. Well, yeah, a week from today. Yeah, so that's crazy. Man, the season's going fast. Flying by. Yep. I can't really think of a better uh, place to be next week in Kansas. Anywhere in the woods is great. Yeah, I, know, I don't know, I can't man. Wait. I can't wait. It's, it's just been a great year. Um. Yeah, a lot of people are killing big deer this year, too. Yeah, notice that. Man, it's hard to look at Facebook now and then say to myself, man, why am I not shooting more big bucks? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's a... Uh, it can be frustrating. Well, you open your pages and all you see is yeah. giants after giants. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. Like, yeah. But that just keeps me going for sure. Yeah. And when you got a pool of whatever, a few thousand people, there's going to be some. Oh, yeah. Ones, right. Know, That's so. mostly my friends on Facebook is yeah. hunters. So it's probably not really fair. Right. <laughs> right. Um, tomorrow, Tim's coming. Yep. And I think Tim Hinkie. 
I thought Brad was supposed to be coming tomorrow too. Is he coming tomorrow? Yeah. I've lost track of when everybody's coming. Yeah, so. everybody's just kind of coming coming in and leaving and yeah. coming and going. Everybody's kind of on their own schedule when they're getting here. Man, yeah. yeah. I wish you were here a couple days ago during that cold frame. Oh, Man. yeah. I was thinking about that. Um, that cold. I'm like, well, at least it's gonna warm up a little bit and it'll be comfortable sitting there all day instead of being cold, you know. Too comfortable. Everybody and their brother would be all yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't think you had a that. tick crawling on you today. I did, huh? yeah. Yeah. So people watch out. Yeah. You uh we'll talk about this buck, but you took my your buck over to my uncle's to get it uh mounted. Yep. Dude, you should have saw the number of ticks on Gary's buck from <laughs> Illinois. Gary, there was probably what two or three hundred ticks on it. Oh yeah, yeah. It was crazy all of and a sudden. And this was just the you had caped it out already. This, yep. this was just from the shoulders up or right. whatever. Yep. Yeah, Lester's like, hey, check this out. And the whole hide was just crawling with yeah. ticks. I've never experienced that many ticks in one spot. You described it perfectly. I think it was this morning we saw a ticket. It was literally like if you ever opened up an old trash can, there's maggots or something, and they yeah. just start crawling everywhere. That's what it looked like. Yeah. So I, if you showed me that, I was like, I am going to go head back, take a, take a shower, and check myself. That was clean. So yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, um, I suppose after it got cold and the deer was dead, they started just pulling yeah. out. They didn't have anything to live on and started coming out off of him. But it's just, you wonder how many ticks are on a deer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that was like the a, a quarter of the deer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> What's, you know, what was in the rest of them, right? Oh, yeah. I would imagine just yeah. ticks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I wonder I, how they do with chiggers, too. Like, Well, I wonder, I mean, how uncomfortable is that to them? Yeah, I don't know. Could you imagine having ticks all over your body like that yeah. all the time? No, no, I couldn't. How do other animals, you know, deal with it? I suppose raccoons, they clean themselves. Well, so and, do possums and things, yeah. things like that. But, I mean, I don't, the deer's not picking ticks off of them, I right, don't think. Right, They weren't big ones either. They are just a bunch of little ones. Yeah. They weren't deer ticks or wood ticks. Yeah. Yeah. Still, I mean, yeah, I guess still maybe they're like immune it. to them. I mean, they're, I mean, maybe their body is immune. I'm sure that it is probably immune to it to where it doesn't, you know, call, you know how we have irritation if we have a tick on sure. us. Sure. Maybe they don't get that. Yeah, I don't know. But still, oh, yeah, I mean, that's just terrible. It was so, ugh. yeah. But meh, that's all right. Yeah, my yeah. my uncle is immune to him as well. I mean, not ticks, but he like doesn't. I guess doesn't he said every him. every deer has him on it. Yeah, he, yeah. He's like, oh, look at this guy's all kinds of ticks. Yeah, it just looked like the whole hide was crawling. I'm yeah. like, yeah. Zeke Zeke says he hasn't seen a tick all fall because they're all on Gary's Illinois buck. Yeah, yeah, or me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't yeah. think ticks were too bad this year. I've had them worse, but they were pretty bad in Wisconsin for spring and summer, early oh, summer. Really? Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, you just see them all over you. But uh, yeah, we never used to have as many ticks as what we do now. And I don't know if it's a change in times or if some years there's more than others. Yeah, I, don't I don't know either. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a lot anymore. Yeah, um, okay. Let's talk about your Illinois hunt. Okay. First time in Illinois. Yep. Actually, Brian. Yeah. From Brian, Good Sit Mobile. And Brian's coming on the show probably Tuesday morning. We're going to have, he shot a stud. Yeah. Right after Gary left. Yeah. Yeah. It was giant. He hunts in a different area than I do. Yeah. did. Yeah. So the area that I hunted in, Brian never hunted. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, we're gonna have Brian. Brian, if you, uh, he makes the good sit mobile gear, so he's uh he has that trail cam bracket that we really like. Love um, it. 
I absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. Game changer for me. Just to put a face to a name there. Um, anyway, you're with Brian. You're staying at Brian's house. Yeah, he talked me into coming. He's like, dude, why don't you come try some Illinois public land? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I got a lot of hunts. Like, literally, I had to battle the bulls with Nebraska. Yeah. And then I had uh, Indiana opener, Wisconsin opener, and I'm going, I don't know if I could really fit it in. You know, and of course, gun deer for Wisconsin is coming up here. And he's like, ah, you really should get here and and just try it out. I think you'll love it. And yeah. All right. So I I said, all right, I got about Brian had like five days of vacation. I said, I'll I'll tell you what, I'll come during your vacation. Yeah. And hunt with you, and then I'll just sit straight over to southern Indiana. It's like sounds good. So you know, from there, I just started uh, east counting. Yeah, that's. So, what did you look for? Like, what terrain features in in Illinois were you looking for? Well, they have, um, they do have some flatter areas, um, but they also have hill country. And as you know, I love hill country. Yeah, I mean, we don't have much of it in Wisconsin. If if it, it's in western Wisconsin, which is about three and a half hour ride for me, and man, I just love it. So. Uh, I concentrated on hill country stuff is what I tried looking for. Um, stuff with a lot of different terrain features, edges, stuff like that. Yeah. So, and you found this particular piece of property, e-scouting then beforehand kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I talked to Brian cause he obviously knows all the rules and then there's, there's so many different rules in Illinois. Illinois has some strange rules for yeah which so, is not surprising some but. public lands non-residents are not allowed to hunt yeah the residents are allowed some uh are closed for duck season there yep. yeah, apparently ducks are a huge thing in illinois ducks and geese so you know this the first stuff i started looking at was a river bottom which was just it would look really good there was a lot of egg in that country but then i found out like half it shut down for for duck hunting and i'm like well yeah so then i started uh focusing in on some some um hill country stuff and the first area actually the first thing i did when i got there is boots on the ground Mm -hmm. and um there was some public land that was planted in beans and corn and both had been already picked but uh, and they're real odd shaped fields. They weren't just round because they're on tops of hills, mm-hmm. which is different than Indiana. Most of the yeah. stuff around here, the egg fields are in the bottoms yeah. and then the deer bed up on top in the hills. What's well, opposite there? They bid below the fields and then come up yeah. to feed. So it, it was a little learning curve there yeah, for it's me. Different. Yeah, it really was. Uh, so the first first afternoon i i put a couple cell cameras out uh there was a soybean field that was picked over where they dropped a lot of soybeans and man was there deer in there there was scrapes all over around the whole thing and uh so i did an observation sit like slash hunt and that first night i didn't see anything and then the first morning i got out there and threw another hunt in the dark and then started scouting some more. So uh, 
hung a couple cell cameras and a couple different pieces, but it just seemed as though I was, I was they, there wasn't a lot of rubbing going on there. And yeah. I don't know. I've been noticing that in Nebraska. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, Illinois, Wisconsin, there just hasn't been a lot of rubbing going on this year. Mm. So it's hard to tell, you know, without seeing tracks. Right, how big something is. Yeah, so you don't want to be over a scrape line that's been opened up by a spike buck. Right. And it's happened. Yeah. So, um, of course, it's raining the whole time that I'm there. Yeah. I mean, we're not just talking like a real nice drizzle, yeah, like light rain. We're talking downpour. downpours and downpours for all night, half the day, and then it stopped for a few hours, and then it started downpouring some more. Um, which it did work in my favor in two ways. One, I could see the mature buck tracks, yeah, and kind of get an idea how they were moving quicker. And two, it kept a lot of uh, the locals out of the woods too. Yeah, that's yeah. So that was a couple of positives. Negatives, oh, is it hard on equipment and yeah. it's hard on a guy's body trying yeah. to get up Getting those cold. hills? You were, <laughs> you try going down the hill, you literally slid because the leaves were falling like rain, and uh, and then trying to go uphill it was even worse. Tim asked to ask you if it rained there. Yeah, yeah, Irene. <laughs> These guys, so my close friends, we have a group of guys, all yeah. the brats and everybody, they're like brothers. And I was really complaining about the rain. <laughs> like it was, it was a real struggle. I, I'd have to change, I keep different sets of clothes in my truck because I was an hour and hour, up to an hour and a half away from Brian's house hunting. Yeah. So I just have to go back to the truck, change into something dry, warm up, and then get back out there again. So it was a uh, it was challenging, right? But uh, yeah, it. Hey Tim, what, you, what time are you coming here tomorrow? What time are you gonna be? Here? Yeah, let us know. <laughs> yeah, um, but anyways, it was uh, it was a lot of uh, a lot of scouting and throwing in some hunts in there too. Um, just trying to learn how they're using those pieces of property. Yeah. What is the main difference between whenever the fields are up top versus on uh, on the bottoms here? Um, well, it's how they travel is different. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all these drainages go up to the edges of the field. Yeah. So they have to literally 
unless they drop down into a drainage, which some of those are pretty steep, they'd have to go into the field to get around them. Mm. So yeah. that was a difference. And whenever there was a point that jutted out into the field, there was scrapes at every one of those points. Yeah. That's a lot different than here. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, especially so, our public, we don't really have, uh, I mean, there's a few crop fields, but not a lot, not, not set up in the manner that we're hunting hill country. You know, there's some like, I would probably call it, well, where Zank hunts at, that's more like a, like a river bottom right there in that area. Yeah. Now there's hill country up above, but where you're hunting, it would be more of river bottom area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some fields there, but, uh, some crop fields, but hope I didn't give too much away, Zank. No, I'm thinking he's fine. There's plenty of places like that around here. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, the, the other thing is, is, uh, I kind of, when I first started hunting, I, I told you I hunted a couple of field edges that first night yeah. trying to do an observation mm -hmm. and then seeing all those scrapes, I thought bucks would get out to that field early enough to, uh, to hit those scrapes yeah. but that's not the case they weren't no not the mature bucks yeah no not well, and all. it's like i'm I don't, i'm not saying this about you but like we know you probably know better yeah but you don't know like it's, it's like i've never been to illinois dude they come out here in the daylight hours you know i don't know well the terrain the terrain justifies it yeah it isn't just like a flat piece of land like in wisconsin yeah where it's like a hardwood that busts up right, the field. or swamp or yeah. something yeah. This is definitely like a travel corridor for those deer. Yeah. So I thought, all right, I did actually see a mature buck out in the fields. Yeah. Yeah. So during broad daylight. Yeah. Um, I shot, saw a real nice uh, 10 pointer that I would have shot for sure. He was definitely yeah. as big as the one I shot. Yeah. But what I noticed about that piece of property is they're using the drainages to move around, mm -hmm. move through there. And learned in a hurry i got to be in those drainages those hubs yeah um there again i'm back in the hubs yeah <laughs> it just seems to be the story you, of my life almost here. exclusively hunt hubs around yeah. here yeah, yeah i do i just i have so much success with it yeah um that why why do anything different yeah yeah and you've done a good job figuring out how to play the wind in them too yeah sometimes <laughs> when the weather forecast is somewhat close to being right yeah i, I can do a pretty good job but yeah. they uh they failed miserably a lot so yeah but um yeah so anyways um i was bouncing around between four pieces of public um there was a bunch of people out of staters in these other pieces mm. um so you know you have that challenge in there too and then uh, the the biggest continuous piece was the piece that I actually shot my buck in. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, Brian has never hunted it before, but he was in there in spring scouting. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you know, you should really check out this area once. It has potential. I looked at it and I was like, heck yeah, that's right up my alley. Yeah. So I went in there in the dark without ever stepping foot in that place um brian and i were looking at uh, maps and i we kind of picked an area where it was a hub that i thought would be good i wanted to be next to some doe bedding area because they were those mature bucks for hammering on doe bedding areas yeah and uh on the private part of it uh on the, on the inside corner of this 
piece of public, there's a hub in there. And then on the private side, that's part of that hub, they logged. Hmm. So what I thought would be going on is those doles and the bucks would kind of be bouncing in and out. Or it was a thick where they logged. Yeah, yeah, real thick. Problem is, is when I got in there, which was about a mile back. Yeah. Somebody actually walked up on me at gray light. Mm. I'm flashing my light at him. I'm like, he didn't know, you know, I guy ended up being from Denmark, the country of really? Denmark. Yeah. 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 So, uh, him and another guy were there hunting, uh, just love hunting. So yeah. anyways, um, it worked out <clears throat> for the most part, but the wind switched and, uh, at about eight in the morning, it switched and it started kind of doing a toilet bowl thing yeah. where it started swirling in there. And even though the wind was coming from the north, it literally was pulling it back through from the south after it like swirl around. Yeah. By eight in the morning, I had a, a deer blow at me in that thicket because I could hear them in there. They're on the private side. I did have a doe come out of there and a spike buck come out of there, but uh, just at uh, half hour after it got light, I heard a deep, deep grunt come from that area. And I knew there was a good one somewhere, but it was on private. Yeah. I threw grunt back. He never came out. Yeah. But I at least I knew there was something worthwhile. Right. In there. Sounded good to you. Yeah. So, um, 10 o'clock in the morning. I didn't want to get out of the stand just too early because that guy looked like he put up about 100 yards from me on the other side of the hub. He yeah. was on the west side of the hub, uh, which I don't know how the wind was over there. Right. Yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> I'd rather not be sitting on top of another guy. Right. So I decided to go further east another half mile. And to another drainage so <clears throat> um so east would have been farther away from the parking lot and all that. yeah so now i'm a mile and a half in yeah and uh i get to this drainage now like i said there isn't a whole lot of rubs to go on you're going off of tracks in the mud and scrapes really right. so i drop down in this drainage <clears throat> just it's just like indiana it was just, it was glorious. I felt like I was home. <laughs> and uh, uh, it, being that there was a wind coming from the north, yeah. the leeward edge of, so there was a ridge that ran perpendicular to this, this uh, hub system. Mm -hmm. And it was on private again, and they must have did some logging in that area. And... I could just definitely tell there was a couple of good rubs in that area, which they were real big, big, big trees, trees yeah. real high up. And that were looked like they're a couple of weeks old, but it was enough to say, Hey, there's, there's a good one using that bedding area. Right. But obviously I can't shoot into that bedding area. It's on private and yeah. it's too thick. Right. But just being on the edge of that bedding area is that's all I needed. Yeah. That's 
people don't get it. You don't always have to be right in the betting area. You don't want to be in that betting area, especially if your winds are swirling or yeah. whatever. So I sat there. I got there at about one in the afternoon because I no, I take that back. It was about 11 in the morning. It was 11 in the morning. I left at 10 in the morning, scouted my way in, found a tree that would work for the wind, the way the wind was blowing so that my scent would drop down into the drainage and anything coming out of that, uh, that bedding area yep. would not get my scent. And at about one in the afternoon, I saw a spike buck come out of there. And then I saw 12 pointer come out of there, two and a half year old, a 10 pointer, two and a half year old, and an eight pointer, two and a half year old. I'm just going, wow. Yeah, I that's a good sign. Found the bedding area that these bucks are really right. working. And uh, of course, at about three o'clock in the afternoon, it downpours. So I get out of there, um, regroup, and I'm thinking to myself, well, now what? Right. If I go back in there, I don't like hunting spots usually more than once, but man, all those bucks coming out of there, it has to be a good one. If I started thinking, started second guessing myself, like a mature buck wouldn't let all those punk bucks in there. I don't even know, is it worth throwing another hunt? I think I even called you yeah. to discuss yeah, it. We were uh, trick or treating. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. I, I talked myself into doing it. I'm like, you know, all oh, that sign in there, there has to be a good buck in there. So that next morning, of course, it's still raining and uh, I get in there and I crawled in. I have a heater body suit that mm -hmm. I'll crawl in. So that keeps me somewhat dry for a few hours. Yeah, until it gets wet. Yeah, and then yeah. I take it to Brian's and I throw it in his dryer yeah. and I uh, dry it. But um, I get into this uh, tree and it gets set up. And, of course, I can't hear anything because all of tree leaves are falling yeah dripping from the rain and there's the leaves are so wet you you can walk quietly i'm just sitting in there and i have my main camera covered in uh some rainproof like clothing yeah and all of a sudden I'm kind of looking towards that bedding because I had the bedding to the left and I'm looking straight out down public in front of me. And all of a sudden, just over a rise, here comes a doe trotting. I'm like, holy cow, I know what this is. So I reached over, grabbed my bow, and it wasn't even a minute later, here comes the buck. He stops at 20 yards. And he, he's just kind of looking around for where that doe went. And I'm like, oh, I have to shoot him now. He's going to run after her. Yeah. So I smoked him. Man, it was, I put the pin on him and touched off. And he ran like 30 yards and stood there and started doing the wobble and tipped over right in front of me. Billing. yeah <laughs> unfortunately i did not get him on camera yeah. my camera got wet and started squealing like i've never heard a camera do that yeah, was like, was, yeah, <laughs> running. so i thought it was wrecked uh you, but, you asked me you bought that camera off me you asked me if there's a warranty on it yeah i thought there would be a one-year parts and labor <laughs> warranty but uh it dried out right yeah it dried out and it's working again so thank thank god for that because 
It's a lot of money. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So, uh, the hub system that you were in, like whenever you get into these things, Gary, like how do you determine if the wind's proper? Like do you sit there with your milkweed? Oh yeah. Just- I'll sit there for 20 minutes with milkweed because all it takes is one time for that wind to whip around on me. Mm-hmm. And that's all it takes and to blow everything right over there. Yeah. So as I'm working closer and closer, I'll be throwing milkweed, 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 and I'll stand there. And there's times like tonight now, um, I call it bending the wind. Yeah. It's basically where you, you kind of using the terrain to bend the wind in your favor. And Nebraska was able to do it like crazy. Awesome. Those, the thermals were so strong there and Mm -hmm. winds were so perfect. I was able to do it really good. So basically, uh, let's say I have a Northwest wind and it's blowing to the South Mm -hmm. and there's, if I could get on the East side Okay. Or the, excuse me, I take that back to West side and have that wind work in my favor to blow that around me. I'll use that. And sometimes, um, like yesterday, it has to be the tree. Yeah. So yesterday I was in a hub system and there was a south wind and blowing to the north and it was in my face but it wanted to swirl and pull it back into that bedding area yeah so i'm watching my milkweed and there was a drainage that led out to the main river bottom and as long as i stayed close to that drainage the wind stayed strong enough to pull my scent straight back and it never got a chance to swirl swirl back but I had to be in one tree to do it. And yeah. it took me half hour to figure out what tree that is. Mm-hmm. But it did work. Yeah. I did see a buck. So with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So do you like those, like, just off winds with the hubs, or do you like it to blow straight down the hub? Honestly, straight down the hub is, is you can't get better than that. Yeah. But. You don't always get that. Don't always get it. Like, this year, I've never seen it like this before no matter what state i'm in south winds have been prevalent yeah and usually it's west winds and not this year hmm. yeah, yeah yeah so my goal next year is to find more south wind stuff can we talk about hubs a little more now absolutely so um what what is your favorite feature of a hub system and maybe like describe to everybody a hub i mean i think most people know what, what it is by now but like I guess in your terms, like what is a good hub to you? Well, a good hub to me is it's usually C-shaped where it starts. And it'll be somewhat steep and it'll have a lot of points that jut out into the C-shaped area where the hub starts. And those are all bedding points, wind dependent. Mm -hmm. And then that 
drainage from that C-shaped area will lead to usually an egg field. Yeah. And or it could lead to a uh, sorry to like steal your your question your answer here, but sure. it, it oh. could lead to like a bigger drainage too. Correct. You know. Yep. Um, as you know, today we were in a drainage, yeah. and then there was a small drainage that led into a big giant drainage. Yeah. The small drainage was on fire. Yeah. That led to the big drainage, and I think just because there's a lot of pressure in that big drainage. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's like a two track in it and everything yeah. else. You can get get to it real easy. But um, that is perfect for me. And the other thing is, let's say I have four of those kind of um, hubs drainages mm-hmm. picked out like that. I'll put boots to the ground, and only one of those four actually be worth for me yeah. to hunt. And you are a big fan of having a camera over a scrape. Yeah, down I those. love it. Man, I don't care about the does. Yeah. I don't come to Indiana to shoot does. Uh, so I'm just interested in the bucks, and I get really good intel from those scrapes, mm-hmm. uh, especially now. Right. And yeah, they're on fire. Yeah. yeah, but we we get pictures of bucks all season on those hub scrapes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you – will you actually make a mock scrape in a hub, or do you typically always just want to find a natural one? <clears throat> I always try to find a natural one. That, had, to me, is the best. Have you had much luck, like, making a scrape in a hub? Yeah, or? I have, but it's, I, it's just – yeah. I'd rather me go to them, and I'll put some synthetics in there, and I'll really freshen it up good, yeah. an existing one, and uh, those are the ones that usually get hot. Yeah. And the, and the thing that's good, I should probably point this out, is this time of year, you, for early season, it's really been successful for me. Three out of four years, I've shot a buck early season. Yeah. But uh, this time of year, it's really good because those does come off those bedding points mm-hmm. and they'll hit those scrapes. And these bucks are jumping from hub to hub to hub, checking those scrapes. Yeah. So if you spend enough time on those scrapes, eventually something's mm-hmm. going to pop in during daylight hours. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a super productive way of hunting. The, the only factor is you've got to take your time on that wind. Like you said, well, there's more to it. There's exit and entry. Yeah. That is, that. is <clears throat> such a big deal to get in there without blowing that hub out. Um, and it's really tough this time of year because the leaves are down now and they're really crunchy and the winds have been just absolutely horrible. Um, yesterday morning, I jumped into a hub that I've never hunted before, but the sign was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And uh, the wind was supposed to be coming out of the south. And literally because of the way this drainage was shaped, it would whip around and pull my scent from the north down. So I had yeah. to bail on that spot yeah. when the wind picked up. The wind didn't pick up till 10 minutes to 11. Yeah. So I did see one small buck, but. Yeah. <clears throat> um, something else I was going to talk to you about. Me and you were talking about this earlier this year. We were just talking about trail cameras a second ago and how you put the um, uh, trail cameras over the, the scrapes. We we were mentioning, I don't remember this conversation, about how it seems like cell cameras that we have out here in the hills, we don't get any good bucks on them. 
Yeah, I, and I'm ready to <clears throat> just toss those to the side because, in all honesty, it's the cell camera has not led me to a kill in the hill country. Yeah. And it's almost like they have a sixth sense or something. I don't get it. Like, I put a cheap, uh, um, yeah, like the with soda camera, yeah. and I, I just can't believe the pictures that get off it. And I don't let my cell cams determine if I'm running it or not. Like, so I'm going into these already knowing there's going to be good bucks in there. Yeah. So I'll literally check the camera on the way in. Yeah. It's just it's just stupid. And a lot of times what I've noticed too, like in a spot I was in yesterday, um there was not really there was a f- couple smaller bucks in daylight hours that I got over to scrape. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, I would say for every picture I get of a buck. I, there's six other times that I don't get a picture of a buck oh, yeah. that's working through that area. And that just goes to prove yesterday that it me and uh me and Johnny Stewart, <clears throat> we, I was at his cabin last week when I went to Ohio and scouting, and he, he was saying the same thing. He's like, dude, I think if you get a deer once a week on c- camera, he goes, I think he's living right there. He goes, I yeah. don't think he I think he walks by that thing maybe ten percent of the time. Well, you know, we have to, well, we don't have to, but we hang ours high yeah. and we have to hide them really good. So we use that, that deal, those camera holders from good sit. Yeah. Uh, I did have a, a, a card taken and I've had cameras, a few cameras taken from here already. So, yeah. Um, but when you hang them high, y- your field of vision goes way down. Yeah. For sure. <clears throat> so, and it shrinks the deer. The yeah. So now you're trying to get a, Instead of getting, let's say, a 30-foot radius, now you're only getting a 10-foot radius. So um, you got to remember that, too. So if a buck wind checks it or scent checks it, you know, from, let's say, 30, 40 yards down, which I see mature bucks doing quite a bit, yeah, um, you'll never get a picture of them. Yeah. The only time you're going to get pictures of them is when he goes fresh in that scrape. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. The cell cam thing's puzzling to me yeah i know and like, it, well, we, we and we put the cell cameras in these spots we think it's going to be the best you know yeah and then you go and you don't get well, well every year we'll be like man i ain't got nothing on that cell camera and then we go and check some of the just random ones we put yeah. out and it's like oh god there's six yeah. shooters on look at all camera. the sign here yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just like what the heck i'm not saying i don't you know i don't know if it's the cell camera or just us, right but no it's like but yeah. i am noticing a trend it does and, seem it's weird but yeah i mean you know, Brian from Good said he just started the cell cam game a couple of years ago, and yeah, he uh, he's kind of in the same boat where like I he could take them or leave them. Yeah, I'd be fine if they banned them, Johnny, but at the same time, yeah. I still use them. I Johnny, right I don't now. know, I don't know, and I'm just keeping bringing <clears throat> Johnny up because me and him had this exact same conversation the other day. But I need to I need to ask Chad from Exodus or something. But Johnny thinks that if you don't have great service, he thinks that a lot of them get missed, like they don't get sent or something. I think I agree with him. I you know what I need to do is go back through the cards and uh, see. Yeah, because a lot of times I I am bad about all my cell cameras. Like I don't look at the cards a lot of times. Like oh, I don't either. I trust what they're yeah. sending and uh, yeah. Johnny I probably said shouldn't. That, Johnny said he'll look at his card and there'll be extra deer on it. Really? But I don't know. That's disappointing because let's say that one 
you get one picture a week and it's say you don't get that picture sent to you. Yeah. Now it looks like there's nothing in there and yeah. really there could be a good one living. Yeah, and I hope there. I'm not putting words in Johnny's mouth. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. But we had the conversation about how they they'll miss pictures, but yeah, I, I um, definitely could see that happening. Yeah. I don't know if that's how they work, you know, and or I'm sure different cameras work differently, but yeah. I mean, I, I like uh trail cams. I, I shouldn't say that. I love trail cams. I run 90 of them. Yeah, right. So, uh, and most of them are those cheapos. Yeah, I love those cheapo sodas. Yeah. Um, the new Tascals are terrible because they don't work with Apple products. Yeah. Their software. Yeah. SD card reader. Yeah. So, those with sodas, though, actually are better than the new and the old Tascos. They don't get all, as many false triggers. How much are they on Amazon too right now? I think they were up to like $32. Yeah. But if you but wait one time winter, they, they like go down to 25, 20, 20, yeah. 25 bucks. Um, yeah. But I haven't had them. those fail either yet. And I've had them either. for what, three, four years now. Yeah. They're, uh, I'm just looking on the internet here. Um, oh, those ones are 45 a piece now. That ain't the one though. There's, no, those are camouflage. Yeah. There's a black one. They I have. always spray paint my own because. Yeah. That's just um, what I do. They do seem like to be, they seem to be very good uh, cameras for what they, what, what they are. And they do look like the, the original Tascos from back in the day. That's what they look like. It almost seems like the original um, in the insides. Yeah. But you know, the only thing they don't tell you how many pictures you have on your card and yeah. it doesn't tell you there's what your battery life is look it's a 25 dollar camera yeah like if it gets stolen i'm out a lot less than yeah. if i bought a hundred dollar browning or something but right it i i feel as though that for the price you know all the cheap cameras that i've tried the old tascos were really wonderful um and these Sotas are definitely my favorites yeah, they're uh, they're a good camera. They're affordable. Um, I'm gonna give up because I can't find it. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're on Amazon somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. they do they, usually go on sale during the winter for like, like I said, two for fifty bucks or something. Yeah. So yeah. stock up on them then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of watch Amazon whenever they have a sale on them. I'll grab one or two because I mean, whatever, twenty five bucks, Just buy one and you have it. So on those cameras. Um, I get a lot of pictures and a lot of intel with that has to do with rut besides yeah. early season. Right. Cause you just leave them. Right. I leave them. And then what in spring we'll go pull yeah. everything, change batteries out. Yeah. We pretty much just keep them going. I mean, yep. never really pull them. I mean, we pull them if we're not, they're not productive or something. Right. But. Or if we start get, seeing pressure from yeah. people and that happens like a lot too. Yeah. Like, you have to sh- keep shifting because if you just kept telling the spots that were good last year, like you'd be yeah, nothing, you know. Right. We wouldn't need all this. We just knew would know where to go. No, but, but I, I mean you don't like people people do like find places and they just keep oh, you just gotta sure. put, but you know, for every time someone finds something, there's something that opens up or whatever. Yeah, the hub that I shot my buck in last year yeah. during the early season is, is garbage. Trash. And it'd be yeah. it would shock you. I mean, I'm even hesitant to say this, but it would shock you how big of deer we had on camera. And how here. many? How many like Boone and Crockett deer we had on camera and, back there. In all honesty, when I went in there to shoot my buck that I shot early season last year, of course, I didn't know the amount. No. I just found a shed in that spring and found some good sign through yeah. a camera up 
and then I threw a hunt yeah, in there. But not great sign though. Was no, it? You, no. There again, Indiana, they just don't rub much, yeah. at least yeah. in these hills. Right. But um, yeah, I but I did when I once I found that big shed in there, I really did a lot of uh I was in there a couple weekends scouting, so I knew where the bedding was, what what um ridge they were coming down out of the bedding to get down into this hub and like I had it all pretty much figured out, but yeah. now this year it's just trash. But now I know, people uh, there, yeah, yeah, I had pictures of somebody in there and then somebody put a trail cam right on the same scrape as mine. Yeah. You had which, that happen a couple times this year. Yeah. It seemed like one guy followed me in a one piece of, one piece of public literally put a trail cam in the same tree as mine. Mine was hanging 12 feet up and his was hanging eye level. Yeah. And he had to look up to see it because he <laughs> camouflaged it with a bunch of branches around his strap and yeah, probably backed up. He looked and he even peed in my scrape. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, he's funny. your lookalike. Oh, yeah. He's your lookalike with tattoos. I got a message today from a guy. I don't know who. I can't remember who, what his name was. But he goes, he asked me if I've been hunting around Chicago. I'm like, no. <laughs> he's got a picture of you. I'm like, you didn't get a picture of me around Chicago. Yeah, no. I think any jack wagon that has a beard, that, you know, people think it's yeah. me or someone, you know, if they know who I am. Well, I showed you a picture. He does kind of look yeah, like Yeah, he it. does. Yeah. I mean, on the. On Except the, for with tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, but the one thing that with those trail cameras that I'm getting is information about the rut, how bucks are using certain areas, when they're using it. Um, it's that, that information is priceless yeah. for me this year. And it's leading up to some really good sightings. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a good year for um, everybody. It seems like this year. At least our group, everybody's had a good year, like deer, yeah. deer wise. Well, not, yeah, not in Wisconsin, but around here. Well, we've sightings have been great. Our shooting, not so good. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, Our early season there, that was rough. Yeah, um, yeah, people gave us all kinds of crap on here for that, or gave me all kinds of crap. Yeah, oh, like they haven't messed up before, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, people <laughs> don't it. understand when you're hunting mature bucks. And my son, just I didn't tell you about this. So my son's back in Wisconsin, um, and uh, he's got a baby and a couple of young kids, and so it's hard for him to get old. He's a weekend warrior. Mm -hmm. But anyways, he uh, did some scouting on his own, got into a spot tonight, and at 430, he had, he's like, the way he explained it, he said, it's bigger than any buck I had on my wall. Yeah. So... I'm like, okay. He said it got within 30 yards and it must have, it stopped behind three pine trees that were eight inches big. He couldn't squirrel a shot through. Yeah. And then of course the wind swirled and it took off on him. Yeah. And he's the, the good thing about him is he's really learned to use milkweed. Yeah. And he's like, dad, I just never seen anything so big in my life. <laughs> And, you know, he's he hasn't shot any really big, big, big bucks. Yeah. So for him, that was I tried explaining to him with these mature bucks, they have like a sixth sense, at least the ones on public property. Yeah. Maybe some of the farm bucks aren't as sensitive, but I'll tell you, if there's any kind of pressure and you're on public land and there's any inkling of human there, they're gone. Yeah. 
I kind of wonder how many times do they just run away from something when there's nobody there even. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe somebody walked through. But um, so you got to get the shot off when you can because, man, yeah, the winds in these hills, the just everything. Yeah. You don't snap that shot off. You might as well just wave goodbye. Yeah. It's not as easy as what people think. Some people are uh, commenting. Mark says, someone hangs a camera in your bedroom, kitchen, backyard. You will notice just as they do. Yeah, but they don't notice the non-cell cameras is what we're getting at. Like we yeah. get pictures on the, on the, uh, we, we, obviously they can, they'll know, like they can notice them and all that, but it just, we're just making the observation that seems like we don't get mature bucks on cell cameras and we have them on the regular SD card camera. It's just something we've noticed. And we're not actually hanging them in the bedding area. We're hanging them outside. Yeah. The they're areas. probably hundreds of yards from the bedding, honestly. Yeah. A couple hundred yards yeah. in, in the hills. Um, but yeah. You're completely right. If you do something, especially hanging them eye level, like uh, Gary was just describing that uh, other camera that was in that same tree that Gary's was in. Yeah, if you hang cameras eye level, I don't care if it's an SD card or if it's a regular cell cam. You're, you're walking through the woods and somebody flashes a light in your face, you're going to yeah. freak out. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you get better pictures. Uh, even on private land, a lot of times I'll hang my cameras higher. Um or at least I try to. And actually, I only have one piece of private now that I actually hunt. I haven't even hunted it yet this year. Yeah. Yep. No time. Been hitting public in, what, four states now. Yeah. Been fun, huh? Oh. <laughs> I feel like I'm on my own deer tour. Yeah, and, right, right. Uh, I've been blessed. I just... My You're... dad was around. He'd be happy. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Buck Slayer asked if those cheap cams have red flash or black flash. Red flash. They have red. I never have a problem with them catching them either. I think if you don't have it right in their face, um, that's important. I have one B stick with an eater, and I'll get as high as I can with that. You're probably 12. I bet they're 12 feet up. Yeah. Is what I usually... You used to hang them two sticks. I get real frustrated with you. Well, Wisconsin... (laughs) Um, is the land of the thieves it seems (laughs) because uh at least in my area um it's super high pressure area and guys just they'll just take your stuff they don't care yeah yeah um but i mean there's always that risk of a certain buck seeing a camera and not liking it correct you know? I mean, if you're concerned about that, don't use cameras at all then and yeah. jump in there and throw hunts. Yeah, that's just it's, good. You know, and cameras are a confidence thing. I talked to Rendell about this. Uh, he doesn't, he didn't run any cameras this year. And, you know, it's not until that you necessarily have to have, but it does give you enough confidence to say, all right, I'm going to go in there. I know there's a good one in there. I'm going to make sure my entry, my exit, you're not going to get sloppy. Yeah. Because you know that there's a good one in that area. Yeah. 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 You're you're on top of your Whether game. you see them every day or once a week or once every two weeks. Right. So Buck Slayer has a good point. He says, uh, set the cameras. He's talking about where they will be crossing and not looking right in that direction. That's, that is a good tip. And I think actually the way Chad described it to me, that sensors in a camera work better in that manner where something's walking by instead of walking at it. 
So it's actually kind of that's how the proper way is to set up a camera usually. I think it's more movement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. but the way, the way can it's sense like it I guess the timing and all that stuff is better for moving from right to left, not into frame and yeah. towards it. I put it on three burst. Yeah. Uh, 15 photos. Yeah, because I only put five second delay. Oh, do you? Yeah, because there's times where it'll snap a picture as the buck is getting into the camera view. And then, yeah. then you get a picture of him leaving and you never really get a good picture. Yeah. Now, Does the Wasota have a five second delay? Yeah, I believe so. Hmm. But um, I don't really care. The quality of pictures is, I just need to know what is in there. I'm, it's, it's not like it's art and I'm yeah, going to hang yeah, up yeah, full yeah. size poster picture. I just yeah. need to know what size is in there. Yeah. And what and when. Mark asked if we've ever put cell cams and SD cards together to collect that. I've never put them together. I put them close to each other already. Yeah. And yes, I have gotten more pictures on SD cams than hmm. cell cams. I don't know. I, I never put them real, real close. I put some, I have some right now 30 yards from each other. Now, you know, whether maybe the deer are not passing one camera and yeah. going past the other more, I, you, you'd almost have to put them on top of each other. Right. Joel, he says he's, he hunts a little east of my area. He says, I lose an average of three or four cameras a year. Yeah, that's a lot, dude. Oh, if I didn't do what I did. And with that good sit mobile. Um, it does help a lot. Oh, Man, if you guys are hunting public and you're having cameras snatched, hang them high and get that good sit mobile trail cam holder. That public land legal, um, and they're super simple. And if you go as far as that, you might as well get the laser pointer yeah, system. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah, to buy that once. Yeah, that uh, I got one from Brian, and man, I don't have to jump up and down on my stick 10 times to aim my camera because I take that laser pointer or hold it on the lens and then point it to exactly where I want it to point. Mm -hmm. point. One thing I have learned do it using that thing, you want to try to point like where their head's going to be, not necessarily where their feet is. Because I put one where I was pointing in the scrape and I've noticed that I'm missing oh, too man. low. Yeah. So just approach it. I, I actually point them for the body. Yeah. Right. And then I know the middle of the body and then if it's like this time of year that laser you can see for a long ways but mm -hmm. when everything's green it gets a little tough i'll lay my backpack down to where i want to aim and then it's just it's so fast and i'm not putting scent everywhere going up and down 10 times and sweating yeah yeah i could i uh i can vouch for that uh bracket too or the the good sit mobile tree camera mount it's nice it's just so easy to aim and so easy to hang them yeah and the uh you have to buy the 550 cord strap separately though yeah yeah it's a system yeah so there's like a a back plastic uh backboard and a pin for adjusting for hanging your cameras high for elevation to be able to point downward, whatever, if you want it pointing down more or pointing out further. And then the, the actual rope itself has a C shaped hook on it. Yeah. That Brian designed. And then there's a, a loop that you just hook on and cinch tight. It's that easy. Mm -hmm. It's 
I've had raccoons hanging off it already and mm -hmm. them not move squirrels. So you had a squirrel though, chew your rope. Yeah. That's huh? the only thing is the, you know, the 550 cord is smaller. So things can chew through a little faster. <laughs> I had a squirrel chew one and a half, but they could also chew a strap. Too, oh yeah, so. sure. I've had, I've had squirrels chew straps and have to, I don't know if they, one of those deals they like to, if it's salty or I don't, you know, I don't know what, why they like it, but they just chewed it up. And I like it because when I'm not using them, I can wrap the 550 cord around yeah, the bracket. A neat little system. And I don't ever have to worry about forgetting my trail cam hangers yeah. at home or didn't have enough along because every one every one of my cameras I run now has it. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to slowly get like 10 at a time and, you know, I got <laughs> pretty much got them all covered. But I got, a, I got cameras that are in the woods still. I haven't. Yeah, replaced. same here. But I have a bunch. I, I bought... I think I bought the most from him ever. Oh, really? Yeah, I was his biggest, <laughs> biggest customer. Yeah, biggest customer. biggest customer because honestly, I've tried zip ties. Yeah, you buy the zip ties from Amazon. They They're the cheapest, crappiest ones. They just like sag. Me, from and, Gary, the heat. me and Gary had the uh, pretty frustrating day in the woods trying out zip ties one time. Yeah, we just kept breaking them off. We were them yeah, they're just the uh, Amazon zip ties are junk. Yeah, and then um, originally I used screw in. Yeah, back um, brackets and to be public land legal. Yeah, I converted them all years ago. Yeah, so and now with the good sit uh, mobile system, that is, yeah, it's hard to see them out there. Honestly, they just got better for me. You ever had to lock yours up, cameras? You ever locked them up? You know, I because the the cost of a Python cable, it's I could buy a, a bracket from Good Sit yeah. and hang them high. Because I've seen people bust the tabs off to get cards out and steal the cards and leave the camera. Those people shoot the cameras because they'll hang them. They'll be low and everybody can see those Python cables. Yeah, stand out. Just a little tip for you people: I can see straps and I can see those cables a mile away. Yeah, yeah. and it's if I can, out. everybody else can. Yeah. I when I have you guys check my cameras, you guys struggle just trying to find them at times. Mm -hmm. If I send you a pin and you're yeah. like, "Where did he put that thing?" Yeah, especially when you used to hang them real, real high. Uh -huh. Yeah, and you you'd hang them two sticks high, and then I'd only, only bring one stick with me. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. There was dang. one camera of yours I never found either. Yeah, I know you walked under it. I had your camera <laughs> like, a couple of times. Where is this thing? That's funny. That's good though. That's how we want them. Right. You know, right. but I do spray paint all my yeah, that's another cameras. pro tip we do is is uh if they're not camo, just give them a camo job with spray paint. I take a piece of cardboard and I'll cut like a tree pattern out yeah, and then yeah, I'll spray paint some flat grains some and then flip the stencil over so it's different and then spray paint some green or mossy old green yeah. or something on there. Yeah. That helps out. I'll, I'll tape up all the lenses, though. Yeah. So you don't spray them. Right. You don't want to spray paint your lens shut. And I your, spray your... paint all sides of the camera, too. Yeah. Yep, me too. Yep. Um, another cam, I got the, some of them Wild View that Jake Bush and Johnny uses them. I, I grabbed a couple of them. They were on sale the other day for 20 bucks a piece. I I have no comment on them. You ever I'll used stick, them? Yes, I have. And oh, I'll you have? Stick to with sodas. Okay. <laughs> well i only got a couple of them yeah um i have one out right now and it's just it's not as good no and it's so sensitive that they just mm -hmm. get a lot of uh false triggers. false triggers on leaves and stuff okay yeah 
That's all. Indeed, you're on. I mean, I just I just came across them online for twenty. Yeah. They're twenty bucks. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's a deal. Yeah, I have one out right now in Wisconsin. I'm like, hmm. I don't know. And then they're, I don't know, the brackets are real weird too. Oh, really? Those wild views. I, they yeah. use they really work fine with my Goodset Mobile. I put two Goodset Mobiles on them. It, it worked fine. But well, I think Goodset Mobile works with any camera. Though. Yeah. One way or another, there's a way to strap. Don't you have to buy a certain one for Tacticam, or did he fix the, the original model? Or so something? the original, that was um, the 1.0 version. The 2.0 has a longer oh, uh, okay. stem on okay, it. So it's good now. It should be good So now. they've always worked for my Exodus cell cameras, but I didn't know about yeah. Tacticams. Yeah, know. so he, he fixed that camera. problem. And hey, we got him to try some new colors. Oh, really? And... Uh, that brown I like, but I think gray is better. Gray oh, or black. It would fit better on a tree. You could always spray paint the brown ones, though, I guess. Yeah, you to. can. You could spray paint them. Yeah. It's, I don't know. But if you guys are, at least try one and 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 see how much you like them. Because I'll tell you, for me, it was, it saves me a lot of yeah. time. Joel's right. If people can't steal them, they're going to destroy them because people are horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's true they can't destroy them or steal them if they can't see them yeah right right so um, i never locked them up either i've had some on private i've locked up i had but i had a, a proper like box for them um because we used to get them stolen all the time on I'm private, private? Really? oh yeah our private was horrible you don't have much private anymore these days yeah but with the invention of cell cams you think people wouldn't this was pre-cell cams, at least for us. I mean, it wasn't pre-cell cams, but it was for us. And uh, I think people are more apt to steal them on private because they're doing something wrong. You know? Yeah, they're not. They're double down, Dude, doubling yeah. down, they're trespassing. Um, and then they're like, "Well, I'm here. I'm on camera. I better steal this thing." Right. Protect but myself. I bet I gotten no less than ten cameras stolen in you know a matter of a handful of years on a piece of private. It's probably the same jack wagon doing it, but well, you never know. Yeah, I, you know, and that's one thing um, when I shot that buck early season here and I did not obtain permission from the landowner because I could not get a hold of them. Yeah, uh, I got a lot of messages saying I should have just went, even yeah. the locals here yeah. are telling me I should have just went people. It's not worth breaking the law for a deer. It's all it takes is one cell cam picture of me trespassing. Yeah. And the right, on the right property. Me. Yeah, you got. That's it. You trust you know. pricing ticket. Well, it's that, but it's also the reputation that yeah, this guy's shooting deer on illegally or something. Yeah. I don't want that. So for me, it was uh it was a tough decision. I get it. Yeah. But it's could nice. I put camo on and put a you know mask on and went in there and probably, but mm-hmm. morally I, I wouldn't feel right about it. You ready to get off here and go to bed? Yeah, I got a deer to shoot tomorrow. <laughs> I told Gary we'd last an hour and we get off here to so we go to bed. Hopefully, we can here. do a, another on podcast one. on the Indiana buck. We'll, we will be on again, though. We got Global and uh, and uh, Tim coming down. We'll do another. Um, yeah, we'll have half show. the crew here. Yeah. Um, Eric's uh, maybe in Zanksa, maybe still. So they're trying to fill their Wisconsin tag and yep. then maybe head down here. So, uh, and so Tim has field. He is Tim wants to come on. We're going to have Tim on and, uh, 
talk about his Wisconsin. Yeah, so think of some really hard pressing questions right. for Tim. Maybe some awkward questions. Yeah. Well, we're going to, I'll think of some tomorrow in the tree stand. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Uh, if you like what we're doing, hit the subscribe button. Talk to you probably, probably tomorrow. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe tomorrow, Saturday. I don't know. Sometime. Hopefully we're dragging the deer out. Right. Or hacking it out. Hopefully we don't have time. So <laughs> see you guys. Bye. Bye.